Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Erica Gerard, welcome to the grand finale episode of A Little Wiser. I mean, this is kind of... This is big. This, this is, is big, big day, big moment. This is like bittersweet. I mean, these are our... Um, these are our Thursdays together that we air on Wednesdays. I know, and I love them. And, you know, when I was um, uploading our last episode to the to the hosting platform and I, like, hit publish, I, I got a little sad. I got oh. a little sad. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. It's been a long road since we met for a blind date on coffee. And I'm like, hey, you want to start a podcast? Yes. And I was so nervous. I was really nervous about what you would think about me or like what? if you liked me and if you <laughs> wanted to be my friend. I totally talk shit about you right after. I'm like, God, she's so I crazy. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, we're going to talk a lot today about the two and a half year journey of finding and sharing these 50 stories or 50 plus and everything, right? How we've changed, what we've learned on every level, but they're the greatest gift, right? Has been the people and you um, at the heart of that, you know, as you and I have talked about, we have made new friends and our guests and with listeners, but certainly that, Blind date coffee has led to a friendship and a partnership that I hold very dear. So, oh, thank you. Likewise, sister. It's been uh, quite the journey. And, you know, I think that there's so much about this project that our listeners don't know and would love to know about. And so, what I'd like to do with you is just, you know, ask you some questions that I think people might be curious about. And you can share some more um, about this journey and the inspiration behind it. And then uh, we will get into some of our, you know, most memorable moments as chosen by you. Um, a few of those moments that you just can't forget or get out of your head. Um, and we are going to talk about what's next for the podcast. And finally, we know you've been waiting. We will announce the winner of our very first All the Wiser giveaway, our Pay It Forward giveaway. We got so many incredible submissions, um, people who nominated other people, and we will share with you the one that uh, – We've chosen to receive the gift card, the $200 Visa gift card. Yes, we will. You, you must stay with us till the end. It could be you. could be someone you love, but you need to stay till the end or you will never know. It's true. It's true. I mean, <laughs> what if it was you and then you didn't listen to the end? You would never know. Yep. It would be a problem. So why don't you share with our listeners 
just a little bit about why you wanted to do 50 episodes and why you wanted to donate money to charity for every episode. Yes. So the long story short is that I have spent my entire career and even pre-career, I think just very innately, naturally interested and curious about other people's stories. And my professional career was doing that behind the camera um, in television and film. So when you work as a producer, a field producer, you're out often finding the stories and producing them, but then you ship them back somewhere. In my case, it was New York or Chicago, and your voice is edited out. And um, the anchor of the show then um, does a script and a voiceover. So I... It was the part of my job I loved was the actual interviews and the conversations. Um, What I came to realize I didn't love about television and film was, um, I mean, a lot of things. I was exhausted. I was traveling. I was disconnected. I was a workaholic. I was burned out. And so I decided just to take a step back. And literally hit the pause button, which I had never done. I started working literally when I was 12. Um, And I fell in love with podcasting. And I realized, well, there's no barrier to entry. I can do this. And I know how to interview people. The hard part was like finding confidence in my voice because I had, it had been cut out for so long and I didn't have the confidence. I couldn't even like, the first time I recorded even hear myself. I was so self-conscious about my voice. So it was a it was wanting to do something that I could do on my own terms in my own time and be more intentional about what my life looked like in its entirety, do what I love, which is learning about other people. Um, and the charitable piece, I mean, I it, that has always been part of my ethos. I think it was part of my upbringing and family ethos that if you have an opportunity to give back, you do so um, in whatever way you can, whether that is of your gifts and talents or whether, you know, financially or a combination of both. So it's been a part of my upbringing. It's been a part of my marriage. And um, I, I kind of fell in love with this intersection of art or film or anything that had a cause element, right? It had a bigger motivation than just downloads or ratings or advertising, but there was like a a real intention. Um, So I came up with a one-for-one model. I was in the, you know, grateful to be in a position where I could contribute to it financially and involved with a private foundation who was willing to match. And so I set out the intention of finding 50 stories, launching a podcast, and for each episode, donating to a worthwhile charity. And do you think that there was part of you that was hoping to get something from these interviews or learn something from these guests as a, as a lesson for, for where you were in your life at that time, or maybe perhaps something you were struggling with? Well, you know, it's interesting because, like I said, I did realize that I was unhappy in a sense with kind of working nonstop and 
had some sort of void. Um, and I was saying to somebody, you know, I don't know what's next, but I was thinking about all the people in my career that I've met that I've really been like that I remember, right? I rem really like they stuck with me in some way. And maybe just like going to meet with them, have coffee with them, even people that were like would feel kind of big or scary to reach out to, whatever. They were way up higher on the chain or I deem them as I don't know what. And he said, you should record those conversations. Like that would be fascinating. Go talk to those people. And so I never did that. Um but I think I was searching for, for wisdom clearly from other people, and I think he was right, um, that recording real conversations about real things, hard things, lessons learned is, um, you know, is, is smart because then you can share it, right? It's not just limited to the two people having the conversation. So, yeah, without a doubt, I was, was seeking, probably always am. Yeah. And if I can just share this quick anecdote from when you and I first sat down together at uh, the Griffin Club and you were telling me about the project and, and what you were hoping to do. And you shared with me that, you know, one of the reasons that you were drawn to this type of storytelling was because you had your own secret that you have kept hidden for the past 20 years and that maybe just maybe you might find the courage to talk about it and to share share it on the podcast and something inside of me kind of lit up at that moment and I felt like part of my purpose was to help you feel safe and held and secure in your truth so that you could stand in it and share it with our listeners because you would you were really hesitant at that time do you remember oh my god and then we had <laughs> we had a launch party in my backyard and so I just shared that with you you like I just met you and I'm sharing this I, I literally literally I mean when I tell you the people who did not know that about me. I mean, it's unbelievable that I told you, so there's something there. But then we're having the the launch party for the podcast. You have not convinced me that I'm going to do anything on the podcast where you're, you're there and, like, you're laying the groundwork slowly, but you're like, maybe you just get on stage and do it right now. And I'm looking at you like, what the? <laughs> Are you serious? Like, thank you for coming to my house for my podcast party. I would now like to tell you <laughs> that I'm mentally ill. And <laughs> the cheese plate is over there. It's lovely. <laughs> well, look, you know, if that seemed like too big of a bite to take, then maybe, you know, at least it shocked your system into it just – thinking about it well no you know? and I I would not have taken that leap without you and as anybody who listens to the podcast knows hands down one of the best life decisions and opportunities because um, sharing those hard pieces that you layered on all sorts of shame and your own stigma and all these horrible stories I've told myself about 
you know, what it means to be mentally ill. So much of that was lifted. And then you get to, you know, I've had so many meaningful conversations and connections and been able to talk to other people, you know, going through things similar. Um, so it has been just a thank you for the role you played in that because it's it, it had a hugely positive impact in my life. Oh, well, you're so welcome. And um, it, that ripple effect continues as people listen to that episode, which if you haven't listened to Kimmy's episode, it's episode number 10 of this show. And um, it's it's a real beautiful gem of uh, an episode. So do go back and listen to that. And that's a perfect segue into talking about and thinking about and reflecting on. I mean, we've had so many incredible stories. How do you pick? It's like Rosemary's Baby, right? (laughs) When I think of our guests, I always think of Rosemary's Baby. Yes, as do I. Um, But if you had to, I mean, if you had to say that there was – Three moments from the show, three guests who just dropped a nugget of wisdom on you that you will never forget. What would those moments be? Number one. Uh, whew. So number one would go back to your question about clearly I was seeking something and it would be the interview with Maya Amoyles. And something about that conversation really got to me. I think it's often like Marius Woodward, one of our guests, was talking about when he speaks in group homes or he said the question always becomes about what what the person's struggle is, right? Like people are looking for the answers they need in their own life or um, – And so he said, you know, he can tell if somebody asks about his father that they struggle with their father. And Maya showed up with a level of presence like I had not witnessed or at least in a very, very long time. She was so in the moment that it was breathtaking to me. And we did that one that was back when I did them in person. And I think at the time... And you and I have talked about how my bipolar impacts me. And we actually just had a conversation about how it's less the depressive episodes and it's more the kind of mild mania. And my mind is often so busy and I'm so tired and and distracted that her presence, I just thought, wow, what would it be like, right, to have that? Um, like, isn't that something to be that present for people to be that present in the moment? And I think it's something I crave. It's something I want more of. So how she showed up in that conversation was, was really something. Exactly. And so just to remind our listeners of her story, Maya was 28 years old when she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. And at the time that you did the interview with her, she had just completed her 15th round of chemo. So she is no stranger to, I mean, she has been, I think she said she she started with six rounds of chemo um, in the beginning. So 
that was the first combination. She had a full hysterectomy and she had a lot of complications because she was allergic to some of the material that they used. And so she's really on a roller coaster. She's, um, she was the first person that we interviewed who was not on the other side of their struggle, but who was right in the thick of it. And that was a big difference. Uh, did that affect how you approached your conversation with her? Yeah, I it did. And I thought about it. And she said she almost didn't do the interview because she didn't think she had any, anything to offer because she hadn't come out the other end. Um, but I maybe that's one of the reasons it was so impactful. And I remember it so vividly is because she was in it, right? She was living it. Um, and she had already learned and grown <laughs> clearly wise beyond her years based on what she's been through. Um, so yeah, you're, you're uh, right that that conversation really captured me and she has become a friend, which um, has been a gift. Let's go ahead and hear a clip from the beautiful, brave Maya Amoyles. I think a lot more focus on the very small things. And I feel like that's been a bigger lesson for me is that happiness really comes from the small moments, not the big ones. It's not the promotions and the achievement awards and the accolades. It's the my mom bringing me a cup of coffee in bed or it being like the sun beating on your back or catching up with a friend sporadically on the phone. So I feel like it's it's gone more into the minutia rather than 27-year-old Maya might be journaling about like professional accomplishments or much more ego-driven things. It's that. And then it's things that I've had heightened awareness to because of what I'm going through. So when I was started chemo, I was doing cold caps to help keep my hair and you couldn't touch your hair for six months. I couldn't. And so being able to wrap my hair in a towel when I get out of the shower is something I really appreciate or being able to wear a hat or put my hair in a ponytail. Things that I just didn't even know were things to be grateful before. I try and still cultivate that. Okay. So Maya Amoyles was uh, number one. We have two more that we will be sharing. Who was the second person who really stood out to you, who, who provided a, some sort of permanent mark from your conversation with them? So I loved the David Bird episode. Um, I did not going into it. I, I think I had pause going into it and thinking like, he's really young and he's, you know, his optimism was almost like overwhelming. I'm like, but you know, like the hard lessons, but, but we moved, moved forward with that interview and I was just blown away by him and his sense of the power we have and how we choose to frame things and how we choose to view things. Yeah. Um, he flipped everything. Anything that could be perceived as a negative, he would say, well, what if you thought about it this way? And could immediately flip it on its head. And by no means, and I think we have to be really careful on this podcast to say, oh, you know, there's a lesson to everything. It's glass half full. Because that's not the point, nor has it ever been, nor will it be, because that isn't the way life works. But we do, um, we do have control of our 
some control over our thoughts. And when he, he, he was such a great illustration of that, uh, and of deep, deep gratitude, like an authentic gratitude. When you hear him talk about his dad and the first responders and every single person, I mean, he speaks with, with just such maturity and heart and optimism and grace. I just, he's really, really wise beyond his years. And his story is really dramatic and he did a beautiful job bringing it to life. So I um, am a David Byrd fan. As am I. Let's go ahead and listen to a clip from David Byrd. Like you can look at anything and, and be mad about it, but at the same time, you can just like acknowledge that it is. And then you can acknowledge the things that are, that are positive. Like if you look at the shark attack, like I definitely should have died. And so if you look at the number of like crazy improbable things that had to happen for me not to die, then this is actually like, I'm amazingly lucky. If you only focus on the fact that I was attacked by a shark, I'm amazingly unlucky. And so I can choose, like I have a choice. Do I like see my life as incredibly unlucky or as incredibly lucky? And that's, that's a choice of how you like frame everything about how you talk about everything, about how you think about everything. And if you find yourself kind of like in these constant loops of negativity, like, you know, it's, this sounds so cliche, but you sort of, the universe will probably like continue to treat you negatively. Okay, so we just heard uh, David Byrd very eloquently express how everything is a choice about, you know, how you look at things. Yeah, I mean, it's he is just such a testament to exactly that, the power, how we can frame things and um, which lens we choose to view our life experiences through, both good and bad. And um, he's just so eloquent and and sharing that notion and living it on a day-to-day basis, which is one of the many reasons why I love David Bird. I love David Bird too. We love you, David Bird. So that brings us to our third and final selection of your most memorable moments from our 50 episodes. Who is the third person slash interview that you selected? So my third moment is with Gary Mendel, and I should set up the backstory of how this interview began because it was really like scattered. He had like, he was on a phone call and there was a, you know, like a delay and starting and he just seemed like he had a lot going on. And I'm like, I know these conversations, like the, the, the conversations that really like resonate are when we're, you're just in it so deep, right, with the other person, even during COVID when you can't see them, but they're, you're just fully in that zone, connected to each other and to the conversation. And I'm like, well, this is probably not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what happened, but 10 or 15 minutes and we just got there. And it was like only focused on each other the conversation we were having, and I think the intention of of the message that that we both hoped would land and sync with the listeners. So, just to recap for our listeners, Gary Mendel uh, is a father to a young man named Brian, who he 
tragically lost to addiction um, approximately eight years ago. And he completely re-engineered his life at that point to um, focus all of his time, energy, and efforts into treating addiction. And he founded an organization called Shatterproof, which is um, an incredible resource for all the latest evidence-based practices and data and science around addiction. So if you or someone you know or love is looking at, you know, what actually works, which was a revelation to me, some of the things that he was explaining um, when it comes to to treatment, Um, go check out Shatterproof. I think you'll find it incredibly resourceful and helpful. And I think the clip says it best. That well, spe- let's 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 play the clip, and then uh, we can speak to it. All right, let's let's Erica roll the clip. There was a conversation. <laughs> well, as you said, he he had been what was it a year plus clean and sober, doing really well. Yes, thirteen months. But I wouldn't use those words clean and sober. Um, clean means if you're not clean, you're dirty. So, um, so I would try to refrain, if you, if you don't mind from that word, um, he's always clean. (laughs) Um, um, he wasn't dirty when he was relapsing. So I'm going to leave that in because I believe (laughs) in the power of language. And I think that is, uh, um, a a shift in language that I commit to making right now. And I hope every listener does, because that is a fabulous point. He was never dirty. So that for me was just a, a, a learning opportunity, but such a, a one rooted in humanity and how we talk to one another, because I've never thought about that phrase. I mean, it's just a common, and I'm sure in the past, you know, talking to people who had a loved one struggling or were struggling themselves, I said, how long have you been clean and sober, you know? and Or how long have you been clean? I feel like it's just... A very common thing to say. I've been clean, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you think about, I mean, again, David Byrd, the power of words, this is a little bit different. It's how we speak to one another and how words are interpreted, right? How they land on the other person and what that can mean. And the complete opposite of clean is in fact dirty. And so that tweak, um, it just made me really think differently. And I was so grateful for him to teach me and to have that moment and to include it um, in the interview. And, and, you know, I hope that 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 becomes a new omission (laughs) for other listeners as well, especially if they have someone in their life who's impacted by addiction. And Kimmy, I do want to mention one thing about that interview. I don't know if you know this, but you left the microphone recording um, at the end of your interview. And sometimes that happens. And I always listen to see if there's some juicy gossip at the end. <laughs> but um, so you hung up the phone, but he hadn't hung up his phone yet. And I heard him turn to his assistant and he said, that was the best interview I have ever had. He said, he was like beaming. He said, she asked all the questions Oh, she asked all the right questions. She asked me about Brian. She asked me who he was as a person. I mean, he it was almost like he was 
just exhaling this big sigh of relief like he was able to really be seen and understood by you so I don't think you heard that but I wanted to relay that no, to you. No and you've never told me that oh I'm like grabbing my heart oh well like I said we we found such a strong connection in that conversation and and I'm glad it came through and I'm glad he felt it as much as I did so thank you for telling me that. All right. So that is it for Kimmy's favorite top three moments. And, um, you know, I know we are here at our last episode. We're here at our last episode of A Little Wiser and All the Wiser. And our listeners have been messaging us and checking in and asking, what's next for the show? Please tell me you're coming back. What's what's happening? And we've said, okay, hold on. We will make an announcement soon. And so I am turning the floor over to you to give our big announcement and an update on all things Kimmy Culp. All right. Big announcement. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So our intent when we set out 50 episodes, $100,000 to charity, with you, our listeners, we reach that goal. I can categorically say that I have never loved any job, if you want to call it that, more. Um, every guest, the, the whole experience, everybody I am lucky enough to interact with um, has allowed me to grow personally. And so it made no sense to me to to just stop because – we initially said 50. So we are coming back with season two premiering late July. We are already in production and I am already blown away um, by the guests and the people I have met and recorded with thus far. Um, And yeah, when I told our network, the network, I'm like, well, what happens in podcasting? Like, if you take a break, is our audience going to go away? And she was like, you know, no, if they're loyal, they, you know, will show up and they'll be excited when you come back. And she's like, it's kind of like the crown, right? They just go away <laughs> and then they come back. And, and I'm like, I mean, the crown and all the wise are um, clearly <laughs> so much overlap, <laughs> so much in common. So while we are not the crown, we hope you stick around. We cannot wait to come back and to be with you. And um, the other thing that I am so excited to share is I am launching a digital course with my childhood best friend, Christy Peterson, who you will be meeting, called All the Happier. And Christy is a practitioner in positive psychology and which is so cool because positive psychology is the science of well-being. So the study of well-being and humans thriving. I, as I just said, have learned so much from my our guest about what it means to love, about forgiveness, about resilience, about finding joy, and not this notion of of everything is half full, Um, but what tapping into our true potential, understanding the strengths within us, 
and really like squeezing the life out of the one life we have, right? And so to the stories inspire, but now there's going to be an opportunity to take action with the course. And it's basically going to help you for anybody who chooses to join us identify your strengths, step into your full potential, and hopefully just, you know, clarify how you want to show up in the world. Um, So yeah, I mean, the work is fascinating. And it really does enrich people's lives and enrich the relationships with the people they love. So all the happier will be coming to you in September. You'll learn more about it um, later this summer when we come back. So both of those things are really exciting. The word that I am choosing moving forward is engage. Um, in podcasting, everybody talks about growing your audience. And my intent is to focus on engaging with the loyal listener and audience we have built over the past two years. Um, so season two is part of that. And the course is another part of that. Well, thank you for sharing that very exciting news. Um, I am so excited for you and proud of you and thrilled to see this new project of yours come to life. Um, I think I know you well enough to know that you don't do anything half-assed. And if you do something, you really dive in and you do it right. And so um, I'm really excited to check out the the wonderful useful content that is so complimentary to what we do on this show and um and to finally see you bring this new baby into the world and uh in in order to stay up to date with all things all the happier and the digital course please do go to our website and sign up for our newsletter at allthewiserpodcast.com forward slash newsletter And you will be among the first to know as soon as this new um, project goes live. Yes. And um, we will be there engaging on Instagram. Um, I am going to bring back some of our guests from season one. We're going to do live check-ins and sharing more stories. um, And then gearing up to season two and giving you a sneak peek of some of the guests that we have So finally, in sending off, um, thank you, thank you for showing up, for being who you are, for walking this road with us and learning with us and growing and all of the good things um, that have come as a result of our relationship with you, the listeners. So we are deeply grateful and hope you have an awesome start to your summer. And we cannot wait to be back in your earbuds in late July. Great. Yes. And now we will reveal what you've all been waiting for, which is the winner of our very first All the Wiser giveaway, our Pay It Forward giveaway, where you submitted to us a person who you felt was worthy to nominate for a $200 Visa gift card and a little bit about them and their story and why you nominated them. Um, And we received just, we were blown away by these submissions. My goodness. I mean, there's, 
just A, so many good people in the world and B, so many people who love and recognize them and would like take the time to write basically a love letter. Um, so it was, it was incredible and reading every single one was just, I, it would, they were beautiful, beautiful to read and beautiful to experience. And the quote unquote winner, although I feel like everybody who wrote wins in my heart. Yes, absolutely. Um, is, I think is especially beautiful this week because we are, it is the Wednesday before Mother's Day. So Erica, tell us about Ronit and the letter she wrote about her mother. Yes, um, we were blown away by Ronit's love letter to her mother, Patricia Bezalel, uh, who she considers to be um, a warrior, basically. She let us know that in the past year, Patricia sadly lost her husband of 55 years to T-cell lymphoma. And then two months later, she herself was diagnosed with um, an incurable form of cancer. So uh, she now is living with two fist-sized tumors um, in her chest, inoperable tumors. And she has been living with dignity and grace as described by her daughter. Her daughter says she continues to draw strength from the way that her mother lives and how she steps out in public with her beautiful, colorful, flowing clothes and her bald, beautiful head, and that her mother hasn't lost her sense of humor. And she, you know, makes jokes with the oncologist and, um, you know, even though her prognosis is incurable, Patricia is inspiring everyone around her and teaching her daughter Ronit how to live. It is so true. I mean, she brought her to life with the colorful outfits and the bald head and all of the laughter and confidence that she steps out in the world in spite of everything she's been through. And um, while facing the death of her husband and facing her own mortality, that she is an example of what it means to live fully. So what a tribute to Patricia on Mother's Day. And we can't wait to... Um, reach out and connect with her in the world and surprise her with our $200 gifts so she can treat herself to something special. Oh, yes. Gosh, I wish I could just give her all the all the $200. Please take everything I have uh, in my bank account and go enjoy um, anything in life. Yeah. In life. So uh, a touching moment to end on and – Take good care of yourselves and each other, and we will be back uh, probably quicker than you know. Yes, you, uh, you, you aren't getting rid of us. We can't wait to be back with you. Um, again, thank you for being the best listeners in the podcast sphere. Um, we are so lucky to be getting to know you, and um, personally, your letters have meant the absolute world to me as I uh, – read them through emails and Instagram. And um, so let's stay connected. Don't go away. And we will be back and we'll see you soon. Love you, Erica. Congrats. Love you, Kimmy. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats on season one. And I uh, can't wait to continue this journey with you. Same to you, sister. 
All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.